Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Hello and welcome. My name is Pastor Tony Jones. Hope you all are doing well tonight. Listen, we're taking a little deviation from being on the stage and all that stuff, and we're going to dig deeper into the Word tonight in a kind of devotional style. Now, I know this is the beginning of the year, and you're so excited. You have, you're having vision board parties. You're having all that stuff. And at the beginning of the year, it's, it's, it's great because there's so much hope. There's so much optimism. But if we're not careful, by the time February hits and March hits, all of that fervor and all that fire that's kind of in our bones and, you know, everybody's at the gym now and you can barely find a spot on, on the treadmill, all that stuff. But give it a couple of weeks. Give it a couple of weeks. Give it a couple of months. And people will return back uh, to their default setting. And I believe that in this year, this war year, where we're going to take some territory, we're going to do something that we've never done. We're going to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. Guys, it, it, it requires that we do something different to get a different result. Okay, so tonight we're going to talk about a reset. Okay, uh, and, and we're going to talk about one of the most famous characters in the Bible, David. Now, David did a whole lot. Uh, a lot good, a lot wrong. He was, he was, uh, he slayed, the, he slayed the giant. He brought the Ark of Covenant back, but he also got in some deep, deep trouble, guys. But yet and still, uh, he is, he goes down in the Bible as a man after God's own heart. And that, I had to wrestle with that. I'm just going to be honest. I had to wrestle with that. Like, God, how could a guy, uh, a guy who was so flawed be a person that was, a, that was known as a person after your own heart? That really kind of just messed with me. And, and as we, we dig into the life of David, we really see it was not about David's perfection. Listen to me very closely. It's not really about um, David's perfection. It's David's ability to correct whenever he found himself in a wrong or bad place. Okay? So let's, let's just take that weight off of our shoulders now. Nobody's ever going to be perfect but Jesus. But thank God for the gift of Jesus that allows us to come back into a corrective place should we fall out of alignment with God's will. And so we're going to go with, uh, to 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter. And this is picking up at a very pivotal part in David's life. Now, just to give a little backstory about this, this is after David had uh, stayed on the back porch a little too long and, uh, and, and, and had gazed at Bathsheba taking a bath. Now, all of a sudden, there's a whole different story and lesson in that. Don't look at something that you shouldn't look at too long or you'll get yourself drawn into it. But nevertheless, as the story would have it, uh, David, uh, he called Bathsheba to, to his quarters. He laid with her, and, and, and lo and behold, Bathsheba got pregnant, right? So now David's like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do about this? Her husband is away at war, uh, and 
people are gonna know that that's my that's my baby. So see, see, let me tell you something. Y'all think you, you need to watch uh, Netflix or Peacock or whatever network to find some good drama? There is good drama <laughs> here in the Bible. Okay, but so what 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 David did? David devised a plan. He conspired within himself. Okay, when I, I'm gonna call her husband out from the front lines. When he comes from the front lines, he's gonna come home. And when he comes home, he's going to lay with his wife like most men would do when they're coming home from war. And then then he's going to think that's his baby. OK, <laughs> you see how we can. It's better just to be honest than to try to try to, to keep digging, keep digging and trying to find a way around it. Well, just as it has as it has it that her husband, when he came home, he was so dedicated to the mission of the king, he said, King, I'm so dedicated. I thank you for allowing me to come home and get some rest, but I'm just gonna rest here. I'm so dedicated to your cause that I will not even lay with my wife. I wanna be focused so I can go back out to battle. And David's like, come on, man, you're not doing what I want you to do. And so he said, okay, I'm gonna, uh, since, since he's not gonna come and lay with his wife, I'm gonna send him to the front line of battle, the hottest battle where he has the most risk of dying. And, and, and as it would happen, her husband ended up dying. And David thought, I got away with that, man. I dodged a bullet, got this girl pregnant. Now I ain't got to worry about this shame and all this stuff. And the prophet Nathan came to David and he said, hey, Dave, I got a, uh, King Dave, I got a story for you. Uh, I, there's a scenario that, I, that, I'm, that I'm aware of where another man saw, an, uh, saw another herd's sheep and he took that person's sheep. What do you think we should do about that? He said, hey, that guy needs to be punished. He needs to be, uh, he needs to pay that guy back. He needs retribution because that's wrong what he did. Well, Nathan said, well, David, you are that man. For God has let me know that you took another man's wife and you plotted to have her husband killed. And then, and, and David, he, he fell down in sorrow. He's like, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like he did a lot of times, he got in trouble, but he was a repentant man. But how many of you know that the wages of sin are death? And so Nathan said, hey, the child, is, the child that you have conceived with this woman will not make it. They, they will not make it because of your sin, because of your willful, uh, sinful act that you did, knowing not only the initial sin, but the covering up and all those things and getting a man murdered, your son will not make it. And so David, David didn't believe it. He said, look, I'm one of God's favorites. You know, I am the one that played the harp, made demons leave. I'm the one that brought the Ark of the Covenant back. I killed Goliath. I am one of God's favorite. If I pray, if I supplicate before the Lord, if I turn my plate down, if I sacrifice, I can make this death angel, so to speak, pass over and my heir of my son is going to, uh, going to make it. Okay, so we're going to pick up right here at 2 Samuel, the 12th chapter. We're going to start at the 18th verse. Y'all go with me in the Word. And the 18 says... And it came to pass on the seventh day th that the child died, just as the prophet Nathan had said. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How, we, how will he then be vexed if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, is the child dead? And they said, yes, he is dead. 
Now look at this, y'all. This is it, I've been talking about David's sin and his cover-up and the wages of his sin, but look at David's response in 20. It says this. It says, Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he came to his own house, and when required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Oh, man. Guys, there is great revelation in here. Not so much about what he did before. We know what David did, and he was wrong as two left shoes, right? He was wrong for, for lusting after another man's wife. He was, he was wrong for calling her to his quarters. He was wrong for sleeping with her. He was wrong for trying to cover it up. He was wrong for the plot, for the conspiracy to get her, uh, her husband murdered. All that stuff. He was wrong. But look at his response to when the child was, child was dead. There was about five or six action steps that David did that we're going to talk about tonight. First thing he did, he arose. Then he washed himself. Then he anointed himself. Then he changed his apparel. Then he came into the house of the Lord and he worshiped. And then after he went home, the word of God says he did eat. I want to talk about just for a couple of minutes in this devotional today about reset. I want everybody to type that in the chat. Reset. I want you to do a uh, reset in 2023 when we're, when we're at the beginning of this year we're so excited we're in the middle of consecration we have all these dreams and aspirations and visions and we are going to accomplish what God has called us to do reset but it requires a reset other than that I don't know about you guys but I've, I've been through about 45 plus <laughs> new years and I've seen these cycles happen where people get so excited. But at the end of the year, they're in the same place. And I believe we're, we're, we're not lacking of vision. We're not lacking of inspiration. We're not lacking of passion at the beginning of the year. What we need is a reset. Now, for the terms of our discussion tonight, let's talk about what a reset is. A reset is to adjust or fix in a new or different way a new and different way. Now, this is, this is a phone. Everybody has one, right? Yours may be flip. It may be whatever it is. But sometimes, and essentially, guys, these are just computers, okay? These are just computers now. They used to be just regular phones that we could call people. But people mainly use them more for computing purposes and, and, and applications than we actually do talking on them now, okay? And these things stay on all the time. And every now and then, they just need to be turned off and turned on. They, they, they get a little glitchy. It doesn't move quite as good. You know, you're not getting all the signal that you used to, uh, that you used to get. And sometimes whenever it gets glitchy, we, we automatically know to go to this step to reset the phone, okay? We'll, we'll turn it off, we'll let it sit for a couple of seconds, and, and hopefully it will kind of reset and everything return, return back to, to normal. That's what they call a simple reset or a soft reset. But sometimes the information is so corrupted. 
the, the components on the inside are so worn out or the, or the memory is so full, there is sometimes that it requires what they call uh, in technology a hard reset. Somebody type hard reset. A hard reset is when you go into the settings and you're telling, you're, you're going to tell the phone, I want you to get rid of all the data, get rid of all the call logs, get rid of all the pictures, get rid of all the text messages, and I want you to clean it totally so that I can totally reset this phone because there is something in here that is corrupted. There's something in here that will not let it function normally. And, and, and here's the thing, guys. When we say we need to do a reset, a reset in how we live, a reset in our perception, a reset in how we see the world, or even how we see ourselves, it really is an acknowledgement that something is malfunctioning in our lives. Yeah, that that's, that's something isn't, something's off. And if we be honest, guys, we, we'll start every year, year out with all this passion and then we'll limp over the finish line and just be thankful that we, that we just survived in the new year. And if we keep doing the same thing the same way and expecting a different result, I believe that's the definition of insanity. Something is off, something is malfunctioning in our lives, in our spiritual walk, in our mentality, in how we view ourselves and our place in the kingdom of God, there is something malfunctioning. And sometimes it requires a reboot, a reset, a heart reset, which means to do this, guys. It means to restore back to factory settings. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't get caught up. But when we talk about factory settings... Restoring back to how the manufacturer originally intended for it to work. Can I tell you, there, there is an, an, an original intent that God had for you. When he created you, when your mother and your father got together, there was an original intent. God told Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the plans I have for you. He told him early in Jeremiah, I formed you before I formed you in your mother's womb. I knew you. God, in, he intimately wove us together and he has a plan for our life. He has an original intent for us. And so many times through the vicissitudes of life and, and, and rubbing shoulders with people and being disappointed and being hurt and, and, and going through the, the war of life and all these battles, our life can get a little twisted. It can get a little augmented. And we're not functioning originally how God intended us to function. We were made to rule. We were made to reign. We were made to be the head and not the tail, not the tail above only and not beneath. But how easy is it for us to get a little off by a couple of degrees and we are not fully functioning the way God intended us to function? So we're going to look at the five things that David did here. We're going to look at some, some supporting scripture. The first thing that David did here, when he found out that the child was dead, the word of God says that he arose. He got up. You have to understand that, that David was in a state of mourning, and he was in a state of travail for his child to make it. And when he realized that, you know what, God's answer has been final, what the prophet Nathan said came to pass and is true, he stopped. He stopped doing what was no longer profitable. I want somebody to write that down. 
in order, in order for us to do a reset sometime, guys, before we can start doing something, there are some things that we need to stop doing. And David stopped doing what was no longer profitable. What was the point in praying for God to save the child when God's verdict and his judgment had already been set? So the first thing David did, he stopped. And the next thing he says, he got up because he realized that staying where he was no longer served a purpose for where he was going. What are the things that I know it may be custom? I know it may be tradition. I know it makes you look a certain way. I know it, 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 it brings a certain level of stature in how people look upon you. But is it profitable? I want you to ask yourself at the beginning of this year, what is it that I need to stop doing? We always, we always have these lists. We always have these vision boards of the things that we're going to do. But what is it that you need to stop doing? I believe that it's not always adding to a thing. Sometimes it's taking a thing away. I, I, I remember a saying of a, of a famous sculptor that said, how, how is it that you can see this beautiful work of art in this piece of stone? He said, the artwork, the masterpiece is already in there. I just need to chip away the rock in order to reveal the sculpture. Could it be that the king and the queen and the prince and the princess of the kingdom of God is already in you? And, it, and you're thinking it's, it's all the adornments, it's all the accruements, it's all the accolades. If I just put this on and put this on and put this on, if I start doing this, if I start doing that, if I, if I chase after this degree and if I do that, then I will be worthy of what God called me to do. And could it be possible that it's what you need to stop doing? It's some of the associations that you need to cut off. It's, it's, it's some of the ways and the methods and the responses to when life happens that you need to stop doing. That's what David did. David stopped his prayer and supplication because he realized there was no point in doing it. How many times have we kept doing something just because there's a thing we should do? Even a religious thing that was good for one season, but that season has passed. I just want to challenge you tonight. Like David did, he stopped his morning and he got up. <laughs> he, he, he got up, y'all. He got up. And you may feel like, oh, man, 2022 was a failure. And I, I've been trying to do this for year after year after year. And it seems like I'm not, I keep falling down. I keep falling down. And you frustrated. You would say, you know what? I had it better when I was in the world. And since I, since I started following Jesus, you know, everything just has gone haywire. But Proverbs 24 and 16 says this, people of God. It says, for a righteous man may fall down seven times, but he rises again. But the wicked shall fall by calamity. So, you, so the very reason you're saying, if God was with me, why do I keep failing? Proverbs says, a righteous man falls seven times. But guess what, y'all? Every time he falls down, he gets back. Up. And that's my admonishment to you tonight, my brother, my sister. Get up. Get up. Stop licking your wounds. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop looking for pity uh, from somebody else. Get up and get back in the game. In order to reset our lives, we must stop doing some things. In order we can start doing the right thing for our lives. Hope you're being blessed tonight. Number two. Number two is after he stopped and he got up, the word of God says that he washed himself. And he anointed himself. What are the unprofitable, what are the unprofitable things in your life that you need to wash off? 
It could be it could be words of people. It could be bad experiences. It could be bad relationships. It could be failed business partnerships. Whatever it is, but you gotta wash that thing off. I'm reminded what Jesus said. You gotta you gotta get that dirt off your shoulder. Clean yourself up of your old failures. You got to understand that, that, that David was so committed to praying for his son to make it through. He wasn't, eat, he wasn't eating. He wasn't bathing. He, they were trying to get him to eat. They were trying to get him to drink. He said, look, I am, I am committed to this thing. But he said, you know what? God's judgment has been set. So what is the point of me staying here stinky and hungry, right? So he got up. He washed himself of the old thing that he was doing. And the word of God then said he anointed himself. Oh, man. See, a lot, a lot of times we're waiting, and I, I do believe, I, I, I'm a pastor myself, and so I do believe in the office of the pastor, the prophet, the bishop, the apostle, the evangelist. I believe in all of that. All of those are for, for, for the edification and the building up of the body. But you have access to God yourself. And David didn't call for a priest. He anointed himself after he did the initial proactive step of washing himself off. What are the things that you need to wash yourself of? Are there negative words spoken by people? Are there negative words spoken by yourself? God is saying before, so, so you, for you to do a proper reset, to go back to the original in, uh, tent, intent that I made you for, you got to wash some things off. You got to let, you got to let some things go down the drain. It's not profitable. I know, I know, I know you all went to school and y'all ate mud pies together. I know, but is the relationship profitable for where you're going? I, kn I know it was great to get you where you've been. I know it was great to get you where you are, but for where you're going, is it in alignment with what God has for your life? Psalm 24, 5 and 24, 24, 4 and 5 says, He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Let's do everything we can, guys, to get ourselves in a clean posture. Clean hands, pure heart, that's what God can use. The word of God says right here, when you, have, when you haven't lifted up your soul into vanity or sworn deceitfully, then you qualify for a blessing from the Lord. Could, could it be possible that we're trying to do things in our own strength rather than waiting on the blessing of the Lord? The word of God says right here, clean hands, pure heart. Having lifted up my soul unto vanity, I have qualified for the blessing of the Lord. So he washed himself and he anointed himself. We're talking about all these steps for reset. Number three, the word of God says that David changed his garments. He changed his garments, meaning that he had sackcloth and ashes, and he had all, had all these ceremonial things as uh, ephod, probably all those things he had on as he was appealing to the Lord, as he was in mourning, as he was in travail for his son. But he realized that the season shifted. God's judgment was set. And that these clothes that I have for this season are no longer good for the season that, I, that I'm in. Could it be possible <laughs> that we're dressed for the wrong season? I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I try to stay pretty current while staying within my age bracket as to how I dress. 
And you know, I grew up, I was, I was a kid of the 80s and the 90s, right? I remember cross colors. I remember Kalkanai. I remember wearing all those clothes. I, I wore that baggy stuff and all those crazy colors. But I would look mighty strange wearing some, wearing some cross color clothes in 2023. Why? Because the season has passed. It is no longer relevant. It was good for the time that I was in, but it was necessary as times and seasons change that we make the shift. What's about a tight shift? When seasons change, it is incumbent upon us to make a shift. I don't care if it's seasons in our lives where we change from our 30s to our 40s or our kids leave home or, or uh, you know, we, we, we get separated and we get divorced. Whatever the season is, if, even if we're shifting into retirement, uh, uh, it's a new season. And new seasons require new garments, new methods, new strategies. And David made a shift. He made a shift. And so if we're going to properly reset in this year, God's going to show us some things. And the things that God shows us is going to challenge us to make a shift. Hebrews 12 and 1 said this, says this, it says, Wherefore, seeing that we are, we're compassed about with so many great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and every sin which so easily beset us. And so let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I'm not talking about this sins, but... Sometimes there's just weights that they were good for one season. A blessing in one season can turn into a weight in another season. And so I pray that we have the discernment and we have the vision of our lives and we have the intimate awareness of our lives to know what's for us in our seasons. And we can dress appropriately for the season. Guys, I hope you're being blessed tonight because it's blessing me as I'm teaching it tonight. Number four is, and let's go through the steps. After he got up and washed himself, anointed himself, he changed his apparel. The, the next thing is, he then went to the house of the Lord. He went to the house of the Lord. He went and he worshiped. Now you may say, well, Pastor Tony, David was, he was, he was praying and he was travailing with the Lord and all that stuff. Like, was there really a need to go to, to go, to go to the synagogue? Was there really a need to go to church? Yeah, because David, again, let's talk about David went down as a man after God's own heart because whenever he was found in a low place, his response was, let me turn my heart to God. And so many times we can be so disappointed. We can be, be, be so uh, disgusted and despondent that we run away from God. We become a hermit, we close the blinds, we put the phone on do not disturb, and we, we, get, we get a bunch of pizza and we, we, we emotionally eat and we watch a bunch of stuff that, that's not profitable to us. But David's response was, even though this is God's judgment and my heart hurts because God didn't answer my prayer, I'm also uh, aware and intuitive to know that God also is my solution. And some of, us, some of us, we may think that, we, we, some of us, and, and I do perceive there are people watching me tonight that you may be angry with God. 
because of what he allowed. Whether it's a person to die, whether it's uh, a, a failed business venture or whatever it is, you, 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 you're mad at God because, God, how could you let this happen? It seems like the wicked are triumphing and they're winning over here. And here I am. I'm trying to live for you. I'm, I, I've cut off all these ties and I'm tithing and I'm doing all this stuff. How could you let this happen to me? Let me tell you, God knows the way that we take. He's the order of our footsteps. And if we trust him to lead us in the green pastures, he's the same God that leads us through the valley of the shadow of death. But we don't fear because he's with us. And so David was wise enough to say, let me go to God on this. And I know you have great plans. I know you have great strategies. I don't doubt your business plan or your vision board. It's phenomenal. I don't even have to see it. I know it's great. But have you taken it to God? Have you consulted God? And David said, hey, in this next step, my son is dead. I got to pick myself up. I've got a kingdom to run. And I, even though I may be disappointed in God's decision, I also know that God is the solution. So let me go to God. Psalm 42, 1 and 2, and it kind of speaks of David here. It says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? David knew that the solution to my life's dilemma is the presence of God. All the strategy that David had, nothing can replace the presence of God. And you may have great plans this year. But if, if it's devoid of God's presence, it has a high probability of not succeeding. We need him in every area, in every venue, in our relationships, in our business, in raising our children, in conducting what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. We need to invite God. Sometimes we need to come of him. We need to come to him and, and just and just and just Lay in God's presence. For in his presence, there's fullness of joy. His right hand, there's pleasures evermore. In his presence, that's where God gives us the secrets. He tells us what he wants us to do. And when we do what he tells us to do, we qualify for his blessing. The last thing I want to do before, I want to share with you before we go, is after he inquired of the Lord, he went to the temple. He got up, he washed himself, he anointed himself, he put on new clothes. He went to the church and he prayed and he worshiped God. The word of God says that he returned home. And when they set bread before him, David did eat. What does that represent? That represents getting up and resuming life. I know you may be hurt. I know you may be feel despondent and like, what's the point in going on? I know you may, I know you may feel like, what's the point in going on? But let me tell you something. Pick yourself up. Put one foot in front of the other. Square your shoulders and go and do what God called you to do. David realized, look, I got a kingdom run. I got people that depend on me. And, and they, put, they put bread in front of him. He said, I need to nourish myself. I've been depriving myself. I've been, I've been praying. I've been fasting. And I'm weak. Now that I've gone to God, now I'm back here, and i got to resume my job as king. What a great perspective that David had. David had a perspective. 
that I trusted the Lord through this. I, first of all, I brought this on myself, but I trusted the Lord to change his mind. He did not change his mind. And just like Job said, the Lord give, the Lord take it away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He came to himself. He washed himself of the old seasons. Take out, took off the old clothes. Put on new clothes. He went to the, and inquired of the Lord to worship the Lord. And then at the end, when he was done with all that, all right, feed me. I need to be nourished for my next journey. I, God, I need to be prepared for next, so feed me. Send people to feed me. Send people that can speak into my life. Send people that will uh, uh, lift me up, hold me accountable, because what's next is greater than what has been. And so Habakkuk 2 and 2 is, and this is the scripture I want to leave with you. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. Make it plain upon tables. So he that reads it can continue to run. What is your vision? When you get knocked down and the wind gets knocked out of you. And you get emotional and you're mad and you want to strike back and you want to get back at them. What's your vision? What, what, is, what is it in your constitution that you know that God put in you? That's the thing that's going to anchor you. That's the thing that's going to give you hope. That's the thing when the emotions die down, which settles you back and gets you back on kilter. This is a reset. And I'm telling you, as we go into this year of 2023, this year of war, you can't fight with the old tools. You can't fight with the old weapons. God is calling us to reset. And while we're, in, while we're in consecration right now, it's a great time. So God, show me the things I need to let go of. Show me the things I need to take off. Show me the things I need to wash off. Tell, show me the garments I need to put on. Show me the places uh, where I can eat of you. Show me the right books to read and, and the right scripture and the right text to read so I can, I can fuel myself. And Lord, sharpen and refine my vision so that I can be more like you. And I can be a man and a woman after God's own heart, just like David. God has called you to reset. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you, Lord, for this devotional, Lord, where you've called us to reset, to do some assessment of some things that may not be working, some things that, that may have outlived their shelf life in our lives, God. Thank you, Lord, that as you show us these things, Lord, that we're going to be honest. We're not going to be emotional about it, God, but we're going to be obedient to your word as your Holy Spirit shows us the things that we need to do a reset. Lord, whether it's a reset in our business, a reset in our marriage, a reset in our relationships, whatever it may be, God, we ask you, God, Lord, to show us. And as you show us, God, we promise that we will be obedient to the things that you show us, God. Lord, and as we reset, Lord, Lord, wipe out the scars and just the bad thoughts of the past, past failures, past times when we've been treated bad and misused and abused, God. And allow us to be sharp, uh, ever so sharply uh, and tuned in to the vision that you have for us, God. As we rise up, as we, as we inquire of your presence, God. We ask you, Lord, to be with us in everything that we do, in every endeavor that we, that we, uh, uh, that we uh, launch out to, to, to do, God. Would you be with us on this year, in this year of war, God? And so before we can fight an external enemy, God, Lord, give us the, 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 the temerity, give us the boldness to fight the enemy inside of us. Well, some of us are so self-sabotaging, God. Allow us to get out of our own way, God, as we do this reset on this year. God, we love you. 
we bless you and we trust you for the ability and the opportunity, God, to reset our lives and our vision towards you. God, we love you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We pray that you were blessed by this devotional, and we want you to join us every week. Join us this weekend uh, on Sunday as we go further in the word of God. We love you. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.